there is an expectation of excellence. And so when you're surrounded by those people, it's very motivating. Uh, it can be intimidating at times, but I think you'll look at that as an opportunity to hopefully help the program get to where you want to get to, and that's at the top of the mountain. You're listening to The Quick Cast. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome into The Quick Cast, the official podcast of Quick Trip. My name is Chris Calloway, and I'm joined today by the head coach of the University of Wisconsin men's hockey team, Mike Hastings. Mike, welcome on to The Quick Cast. Thanks. I appreciate you having me. Uh, the Badgers will be coming back to the Quick Trip holiday face-off next week, Thursday and Friday, at the Pfizer Forum in Milwaukee, uh, hosting Air Force that evening uh, with the other two teams coming in, Northeastern and Minnesota Duluth. So just a couple of days after Christmas there. It might, must be nice not to have to travel too far for the holidays this year, right? Yeah, you know what? When it's when you're hopping in a car and not in a plane, uh, that that's always a positive. And so, yeah, it's just down the road. And I had a little experience earlier this summer uh, having an opportunity to go watch our our women's volleyball team uh, play in that beautiful facility. So I look forward to being able to be on a bench in it because it was uh, it was a pretty special place. Yeah, it was cool to see last year. I think it was one of the very first times I had ever converted it to be a hockey facility and you would have never guessed it because it, you know, it felt right at home with an ice rink there instead of a basketball or volleyball court. Yeah. It just, and there's so much right around it, mm -hmm. you, you know, as far as being able to, you know, if I'm, I always think about it being a fan um, it's a little different when you're coaching, but uh, from a fan's perspective, I thought it was uh, very fan friendly. Um, and again, they can get a lot of people in and out of there in a hurry and, um, it was a good experience. And you guys last played on December the 9th, a, a weekend series there against Penn State. And so you guys are going to be off for the better part of three weeks and being off over the Christmas holiday, getting a chance to to reset a little bit. Do you use it to do some self-scouting, some advanced scouting, some relaxation, a little bit of everything? Or how do you take advantage of these couple of weeks off? I'd say a little bit of everything. I think you just, you, you nailed uh, a couple of points that I would say that we, as a program, as a staff, as a team, uh, try to get to first, you know, letting the guys get away from the game a little bit and focus on their finals, focus on the academic piece. And then secondly, let them enjoy a little bit of what's most important, which is family and friends. Um, and then, you know, as they're doing that, making sure that they're getting in their daily drip and and uh, making sure that they're in a position that when we get back here, you know, our first skate will be Christmas Day. Um, so we'll, we'll have been away from it for quite a while. And uh, if those guys leave their skates here and they don't do anything up until that point, Christmas Day is going to be a long day and you don't want it to be a long day. You want them to be able to come in here and we'll go, you know, once there the next day, the 27th, then we're playing. So uh, all that really gets encapsulated in the time that's off from the ninth till now. But as a staff, uh, the last point I'd say is just a little bit of self-evaluation in your first half, uh, what you have coming up for this tournament. It, I think it does a great job of mirroring what an NCAA regional is like. Uh, where you have four teams in one spot. And, uh, you know, if you're fortunate enough to, to to win your first game, you've got a second one and you're preparing for three teams, not just one. So I think it's a great opportunity for us to, to have that experience. And this is your first season uh, at the helm of the Badgers. You're coming off a very successful, you know, decade plus run over across the border in Mankato. 
What made the idea of coming over here to Wisconsin and coming to Madison an enticing one for you? Well, I'm, I'm dating myself a little bit, but you go back to the 80s when I was in high school and, and watching a lot of the old WCHA and college hockey. You know, I was able to experience from a, a, a fan's perspective what the big W meant in that landscape. And, you know, building on, you know, in the, in the, in the 70s and 80s and 90s and up to 06 where they won their last one. And, and, and really the history and the players that have gone through the program and, uh, really the fan following, uh, just, you know, I, I remember being in Ralph, old Ralph Engelstad arena, and I think it was an NCAA regional and, uh, Wisconsin was there. And, and I just remember the band, uh, playing and, and being in those pinstripes bib overalls and, and how Wisconsin traveled. And then obviously the legacy that, uh, this program has had, for so long of success and and trying to compete for national championships uh, to have an opportunity to sit in a chair which some people uh, a lot more accomplished than myself have had an opportunity to to sit in was an opportunity that I couldn't pass up and you mentioned some of those former coaches Mike Eves Tony Granado even Mark Johnson they all started off as Badgers where you're coming in a little bit as an outsider you know you spent time in St. Cloud Nebraska Mankato how did coming in as an outsider maybe present any challenges or was it beneficial to come in with a fresh perspective on things? Well, I, I've got an awful lot of respect for some of the people that you've already mentioned, you know, um, Marco Siki, Steve Rollick, guys that have hung banners and championships here. Um, you know, I just, I, I, I look at it as it's an opportunity to try and honor those that have come before you. Um, I take the responsibility as our staff does uh, very seriously when, you know, those people did a really good job when I first was named head coach here and then surrounded myself with the people that I have. The alumni reached out and said, Hey, you know what? It's okay. Uh, we, it's okay not to be a badger. We really, what we want to do is we just, we want to see our program uh, get to where we think it can get to. And so we're here for you. We're here to support you. Um, the alumni have been fantastic up until this point, and uh, we're going to continue to draw on that history. Um, but really the idea of coming in here and, and talking to Chris McIntosh the first time uh, when he was kind enough to come out and meet with my wife and I, and we just talked about what it is to be a Badger, you know, and it, it wasn't just about the wins and losses. It was trying to make sure that we allow uh, the young men that come into our program to experience everything that uh, the University of Wisconsin can offer. And the the job you're in is not one that has a lot of turnover. I think I counted just six head coaches since the 1960s. What is it about the job or the university that makes it one where a coach wants to stay for a long time? Well, the first thing I'd say is support, you know, and, and take your pick from what bucket you want to pull that from, whether it's alumni, whether it's, it's the university, it's the community, uh, it's the entire state. Um, the, the, the good luck trying to beat a Badger when you're talking about passion uh, for their sport. And I, I've really been able, as just recently, being able to watch our, our women's volleyball program host a regional uh, over at the auditorium. And, and 
what an experience. Uh, it took a day and a half for my ears to get back to where they needed to be because of the, the, the jam that was going inside that building and, and being able to go to camp Randall and, and being able to be here and share the space with our men's basketball program and coach guard and, and the pride that goes into that. And I'm just finding that that it, it's everywhere here. Uh, the expectation of excellence is one that, uh, you know, whichever door you walk into, whatever sport, whatever academic uh, piece that you decide to get into, there, there is an expectation of excellence. And so when you're surrounded by those people, it's very motivating. Uh, it can be intimidating at times, but I think you'll look at that as an opportunity to hopefully help the program get to where you want to get to, and that's at the top of the mountain. And so we're trying to do that on a daily basis, but we've got a lot of a lot of different places where we can go ahead and take a peek over the fence and see how they're getting it done. Sure. Um, you know, in your time here in Wisconsin, you know, what are you learning about the state as opposed to across the border in Minnesota? I think Madison is a great town for hockey. And there's some really passionate fans in, in some pockets around the state, but maybe not quite as widespread it is as it is across the border in Minnesota. How do you kind of help expand the game of hockey here in the state of Wisconsin as a whole? One thing that's been great about our sport is I think once you either participate or spectate in a live event, it's unique and, and it's it is exciting. I will tell you, it took me a little while from being born in Eugene, Oregon to figure out uh, how to translate from four wheels to one blade uh, <laughs> when, it, when it came to skating. But um, other than that, uh, I think it's it's unique. And you look at this university and where it's at within the state, uh, and I'll just use the, the lakes, um, came in at a really advantageous time. I came in in the summer, <laughs> you know, spring, summer. And if, if for those that have never, and I hadn't, spent a lot of time in the Madison area during that time of the year. It's tough to beat. Now I'm a Northern Minnesota guy from being up on the lakes, but this is, this is really special. I think you can, you can still get uh Northern Wisconsin and you get a little bit of that flavor. I just think it's unique. Uh, the second piece is, is I think Madison's big, but it's got a small feel to it. Uh, you, you know, you're 20 minutes from anywhere. As far as what I mean in the, the surrounding areas, and uh, the little pockets in the communities, they're, they're still driven within their community, but you are all part of Wisconsin. And so to me, uh, I just think that there's a passion about being from Wisconsin. Uh, I have been on the other side and understanding, quote unquote, the border battles that go on. Uh, it's been unique to be a part of that already when we went to the University of Minnesota and played um, and just privileged to be a part of it. And, you know, I know Barry Alvarez always talked about it, you know, the more offensive linemen that he had from Wisconsin, the better off the team was probably going to be. And there's probably some truth to that in hockey as well. It's just some of those big Midwestern dudes that you can have out on the ice, you know, having some Canadians too, some guys from the East Coast, you know, a nice mix of everything. But there's something to be said about a nice corn-fed Midwesterner out on the ice too, right? Yeah, and just the mentality. Sure. You know, it's – it. I just think there's a lot more we than me, uh, which when you're trying to build a team, uh, that's that's a really important piece. Um, and and then just the idea of community and and being a part of something greater than just yourself or or your own drive to be a good hockey player. Um, I think there's a lot of balance in life here. 
Uh, you're not just noticed as a hockey player, you're part of Badgerland. And I think that that's something everybody takes uh, very seriously when you're here. And uh, it's just, it's, it's, again, I'm still learning. I'm not professing to know uh, everything that it is to be a Badger, but I've sure enjoyed learning bits and pieces as this has gone on. And, you know, looking at this year's roster, there's certainly some guys that are going to be future pros. You know, they're going to be NHL players someday. Uh, across your, your coaching career, seeing those guys take that step to the next level, what's it like when they're putting on that NHL sweater and skating out on the ice in an NHL arena, kind of knowing that you're, you and your staff helped kind of push them along to that next level? What's that sense of pride like seeing those guys at the next level? Well, I'm hoping that we're going to, we'll see more of that. The guys that have been there before me, when you, when you talk about a guy like Tony Granato, uh, his, his lens is a little different than mine because he's been there. Uh, he's played in that environment. He's pulled that Jersey over his shoulders. Uh, you know, Brian Elliott was just in here uh, earlier today and I've had an opportunity to get to know him a little bit as this being his first year uh, out of the national hockey league in quite a while uh, a lot of those alumni, you know, talk about their time at the University of Wisconsin and what that was and how it helped shape them, not only as hockey players, but as people. Uh, we were at an event the other day that, uh, you know, I think out of the 45, 50 people that were there, I think we had nine or 10 alums from three different decades. Uh, they've left and carved out their careers hockey-wise but they've come back and they've put their roots for their family here in the Madison area. And I think that speaks uh, volumes about what it is to be a part of Madison and the University of Wisconsin, if you're going to come back and raise your family here. Um, so, you know, from my end, when you, when, when you have example setters like that before you, uh, was fortunate, went down and, and saw Ryan Suter and, and uh, Pavelski uh, during our off week and watched uh, them play a game and was able to spend some time with them and and them just talk about the pride that there is to be here. We're hoping we're owning the skills for those players that are here now that are going to be able to walk in those guys' footsteps. So I can't imagine what it feels like as a player, as some of the people I've already brought up, but I know that we've got guys that have the aspirations to, to follow, you know, Cole Caulfield and the people that I've already talked about here on their journey, if they have the opportunity to. So that was a you know a conscious effort on your part to reach out to the suitors and the Pavelskis to try to understand more what it means to be a Badger. Well, I better learn, right? <laughs> uh, there's some you know uh, when you have the willingness of those individuals to to say, hey, listen, and 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 it was really uh, a groundswell of support once I, I took the job and was offered the opportunity where they just reached out and, and whether it was through phone call, text, uh, email, um, different ways running into them at the KK golf event and, and, and listening uh, about the history of that. Um, they're just saying, Hey, we're here to help. Um, and so I think it'd be very short-sighted by myself to think that I know better than the ones that have walked through uh, this area a lot more than I have. So we're trying to steal as much as we can from them. Sure. And, you know, you've, you've been a couple of different stops uh, and certainly played at 
or coached at all these different venues around the country and hockey arenas. I feel like they can vary widely in how they look and feel. I mean, Cole center is going to be different than the Pfizer forum. Some venues are built for hockey. Some are smaller ones where it feels like the fans are right on top of the ice. Uh, the big 10 has some great venues, Michigan, Minnesota amongst them. What venues stand out as some of your absolute favorite to play at? I will tell you, if your experience is, is you're walking out and you've won a hockey game, that makes a little bit of a difference. Uh, but uh, I can just say this. I haven't, uh, it's been a while since I've been to Yoast, uh, but that was, that was a pretty unique experience because the, the history there and how long that it's been there. Um, you know, Mariucci arena is a, a great environment. It's a little different now that they've shrunk the rink from an Olympic sheet to now an NHL sheet or close to an NHL sheet. Um, you know, the, I guess I'm a little bit old school. I will tell you, I, I remember being at the Cole center when this place was sold out. Um, and you're talking about a Friday night season ticket, a Saturday night season ticket. Um, our experience against Michigan here this year brought me back to those days. We had 12,000 plus, and it was an exciting game. We were fortunate enough to win a game on Saturday and pretty unique environment. Um, I just think the one thing, again, that you're getting at, whether you're talking about here, Mariucci, uh, you're looking at Yoast, uh, you talk about the the facility now that Notre Dame has. I look at Michigan Tech, where we went up and played them. Uh, I just think our sport lends itself to such a unique environment when you can watch hockey live. Uh, because it's an exciting thing to do. It's It doesn't translate to TV as well as you wish it did. Uh, because when you're in a building and you get to watch a hockey game, it's almost impossible not to be entertained when you're playing against teams in this league. And I, I was that was one of my next questions is why is it so much better of a live sport? And I think it's because there's fewer guys on the ice. You know, if it's football or soccer, there's 11 people and it's spread out and it's maybe a little slower. Football is a little bit more stop and start. Hockey, it's big dudes flying around for, you know, it's probably, you know, two minutes at a time between stoppage, but it's hectic between that. I mean, getting that awesome vantage point that you've had your whole career, does it ever just get surreal that like this is going on on in front of you every game day? Well, I think you're fortunate to to be a part of it just by witnessing it. And, and, and again, you can go tell me a football game or, you know, a, a basketball game that can go, you can go through eight, nine, 10, 12 minutes without a stoppage, mm -hmm. right? But yet you've got four lines of forwards on your bench, three sets of defensemen, and they're continually moving on and off the ice and there's not a whistle, right? And, and the other piece of it is that we haven't talked about is our sport's more a collision sport than a contact sport. Sure. And you've got guys with sticks in their hands, they're moving at a high pace. It's legal to get into somebody's face, as long as you keep your hands down and your stick down, um, it's okay to deter somebody from getting to your net. Uh, and you've got to be brave to get into those areas. So there's a lot of dynamics that go into what it is to watch a hockey game. But I think you talk about those things. And then I'm going to say this, I think the, the for most players, uh, th this sport, you do have to have courage to play it. And it's got a little gladiator piece to it. And when you're not blowing whistles and then lining back up and starting again consistently, I just think there's an opportunity for a lot of exciting things to happen. Very true. And 
Uh, can you tell me a little bit about this year's team? You mentioned those big wins uh, at Minnesota at home against Michigan. Uh, you followed that up with a with a tough weekend in East Lansing, but now you've won five straight coming into the holidays here. How do you keep that you know upward momentum going into the the holiday tournament here and into the new year? Well, if you look at our sport, it's the longest season of any division one sport you start our guys get together in september but we drop a puck first week in october and you're not done at the ncaa championship until april right so with that there's a lot of peaks and valleys in that you can't there aren't you know i'll go back to the main team that i think ran the you know pretty much ran the gamut there aren't you can talk about one team uh there's not 11 12 13 teams that 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 have one loss there's it's just the parity in our game is so much uh is that i i think being able to sustain the the positives as long as you can we got off to a good start um you know and and as soon as we started leaking oil and it wasn't against north dakota it was a it was against michigan state all of a sudden one turned into two turned into three and there's your valley right peak Valley and now the five games that we had going into break that we won, you know, we ended on a peak. Now we have to restart. We get back together. Guys go for Christmas. They come back. Everybody's going to be excited about this because all teams are out of conference ourselves, air force. I get to compete against, uh, get a coach against Frank Saratori, who was my junior coach in the, in the USHL and, and helped me get the job in Omaha uh, the other two guys, Scott Sandlin, not much need to be said about him. He wins uh, national championships like some guys collect M&Ms. He does a really good job at that. They're always successful at the tournament. I uh, had an opportunity to coach his son, uh, good friends with the family. And then Jerry Keefe, the head coach at Northeastern University, was my captain when I coached in the USHL in Omaha. And my son's just this last week graduated from Northeastern University. So for me, this is going to be an unbelievable opportunity to connect a lot of dots for people that have really impacted myself or my family over a long period of time. And uh, I think all those teams are excited because they get out of their league play. It gives them a little bit of a fresh start before they get back into what they're doing in their own leagues. And in that five game winning streak, you guys have had, you've had, clicking offensively you got some four five six goal games here over the past few weeks from your vantage point what what is clicking what is rolling offensively when you see you know some outputs from your offense like that when that's happened for us this year it's it's been because we haven't had one or two or three guys or one specific line driving our offense it's been depth scoring. We've had different guys do it at different times uh, throughout our lineup. And when we play with depth uh, and we we spread that out a little bit, we become a much more difficult out or a much more difficult match for the team that we're playing. Second piece of that, you know, you, you can play pretty free offensively if you've got a guy back between the posts that's stopping at 93 out of 100 times. Uh, and, you know, Max done a really, McClellan's done a really good job of that. Grammy, when he's got in, I think his save percentage right now is 980. Those guys have given our group a lot of confidence to go out and play because they know when they break down, it's not going to end up in the back of the net. So hopefully we can get off to a good start here at this tournament. Very cool. 
And you mentioned teams from all over the country, Northeastern out of Boston, uh, Minnesota Duluth, always a very good team. Uh, Air Force Academy coming in from Colorado. Do you see sort of stylistic changes as you move across the country in, in terms of geographic uh, where teams come from? Is there a West Coast style, East Coast style, Midwest style? Or does it all just kind of depend on coaching staffs and schemes and how that all plays out? I would say it's more tied to what your roster is and what your staff uh, tries to do with that roster. Um, I will say this. I think, you know, two of the three teams in Duluth and just playing for Frank before and watching Air Force on tape, they're going to come out and they're going to be overly physical. They're going to try and deter you from that. Northeastern will do the same thing, but in knowing Jerry, Jerry being the player that he was, uh, depending if you talk to some of his line mates, when he got the puck, he didn't really want to give it up. Their <laughs> team plays that same way. They're talented. Uh, they can beat you on the power play. Um, there's just little nuances to each and every program. And, you know, for us, we're going to focus on air force right now because uh, that's that's who we have on the docket and I know Frank's excited about bringing his team we talked earlier this summer and he says you know yeah he asked me he said do me a favor and make sure we play each other um, and so that tells you you've got somebody that's pretty motivated to 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 make sure that you don't win that hockey game so um, I think you're going to see an awful lot of good hockey players in this tournament and anytime you're playing for a championship you get everybody's best very cool. And so last question I got coming up for you. You moved from one quick trip country to another here in Madison. Uh, as we're coming up on the quick trip holiday face-off, you've probably made your fair share stop of stops at gas stations while on the road, either playing, traveling, recruiting. In your expert opinion, what makes for the perfect road trip pit stop? Well, and, and this is where I'll, I'll, I'll say we're, we're going to steal some of the things that quick trip's doing. You, you continue to evolve. You know, you continue to get better. Um, uh, it's for us, the guys that grow up on the road, whether you're recruiting, uh, you're going out and seeing uh, different players that that either you have coming in or that you're trying to go out and convince to come to your program. Uh, when you can have a one-stop shop and you can get in and do everything you need to do with, with inside that 10 to 15 minutes and then get back on that road and point it to what direction you're going to, uh, to me, that's that's a pretty good situation. So uh, I think Quick Trip does it right. I'm not saying that because you're a sponsor. I'm saying that because I'm a I'm a pretty valued customer because uh, I like being able whether I've got a full car or it's just me. Uh, everybody can go in and get done what they want to get done and be happy when you're shutting those car doors, knowing that you're probably going to be clicking along for a few more hours before you stop again. Well, it'll only be an hour or so road trip for you guys heading down to the Quick Trip Holiday Faceoff next week. Northeastern versus Minnesota Duluth at 4 p.m. And then your University of Wisconsin Badgers taking on Air Force next Thursday night, December 28th, 7.30 p.m. at the Pfizer Forum. You can find all the ticket information at HolidayFaceoff.com. Coach Mike Hastings, we appreciate your time on the Quick Cast this afternoon. And best of luck at the Holiday Faceoff next week. Thank you. Look forward to seeing you there. Thanks, Mike, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to the QuickCast. Hey, we'll see you next time.